welcome to You, you Need, Need to, to See this. this, a bi-weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. I'm Cozy Orlin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Asanto. And not Lizzie Tomlin Brenner. Oh no, what happened? She is under the weather right now. She's got the flu, so I've been calling her Fluse. It's so good. It's so good you can't not. Oh, but regardless, we are comedians, writers, and movie fans. Every episode, at least one of us has seen a movie, and at least one of us has never seen that movie. We try and convince each other and you to watch our favorite underrated films, and we do it all with no spoilers, no matter how much you beg. Please stop asking us. Yeah, you guys, you're monsters. We have film bags full. We have, sorry, we have uh, mail bags full of questions about spoilers. We don't have film bags. I don't know what those would be. Just bags full of film, I guess. I think so. That makes a lot of sense. Very flammable. Be careful. Oh, that sounds scary. Uh, Today's film is exciting for me. We're starting off the new year with 1984's criminally underrated spoof Top Secret. Uh, And Nick has never seen this movie, and I have. So I'm going to be convincing Nick to see this movie, hopefully. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, do your best. Ooh, I will. I'm going to bring it uh, like a lion with a lion tamer. I'm going to take him down. <laughs> I thought out this simile not at all. You're going to you're gonna whip me? No, like a lion with a lion tamer. I'm going to take him down. Oh, oh you're going to bite bite you? Yeah, I guess so. Because I'm whipping you? May, probably. This went very... This direction what was... What have I done to you? I don't know, but it sounds terrible. I feel like nothing I... I feel like something I probably didn't deserve. This is your revenge episode, and I don't know what I did? Well, it's going to be a revenge episode of good movies. <laughs> okay. Uh, this movie was directed by the Zucker Brothers and Jim Abrams. Um, the Airplane People, indeed. Uh, it was also written by the Zucker Brothers and Jim Abrams, along with Martin Burke, who I read about and then went nah i'm not gonna bother listing any credits he seems fine <laughs> Why? what were but now i'm curious what were the credits i don't even remember they were nothing memorable there's probably just movies it, nothing that will convince you about this movie or else i would have kept it okay because that's how i operate uh it was star uh the, so top secret stars a young val kilmer in his first movie role this is the val kilmer's first movie really be i I thought it was Real Genius. He did this before Real Genius? He did this before Real Genius. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? Have you seen Real Genius? I have, yeah. That makes me happy. I'm excited then. Uh, this film also stars Lucy Gutteridge, uh, Billy J. Mitchell from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ooh. Yeah, he played Forensic Number 2. I don't know who that was okay, in that movie. Yeah, not, no, that's, that would be an extra. I kind of figured, yeah. Uh, and also Michael Goff from Batman Returns. Yeah, Alfred Pennyworth. Yeah, this is pre-Alfred. This is pre-the uh, Val Kilmer Batman. I mean, yeah, you said 1984. Yeah. Val Kilmer's Batman was way before it. Val Kilmer's Batman was like 94. Yeah, so this is like a, 10 years before that they were in another movie together. Maybe 95. Maybe. I believe it. Uh, also in this movie, Omar Sharif. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's one of those names who I feel like I heard a lot growing up as a reference, but never really watched anything of except for Top Secret. Do you want to hear the synopsis? Uh, yeah. Oh my God, get ready for the synopsis. Uh, American rock and roll star Nick Rivers visits each, uh, East Germany to play a festival. He falls in love, and he gets involved in a rescue mission conducted, conducted by the French Resistance. Uh, that's the synopsis. Anything more, and I'd be revealing too much. Okay, is it, it has a complicated plot? Uh, yeah, uh, it definitely does, but not so complicated that it's bad. It has a story which is pretty cool. Uh, Nick, let's do some first impressions. Why haven't you seen Top Secret? Uh, it's just one of those ones that I missed. Like, it's been on my list for a while. I've seen tons of clips from it. Like, I've seen the shootout 
scene oh, i've seen the so thing where good. he's like crawling and he stops and there's some boots and they looks up and there's nobody wearing the boots Such a which good is bit. a very funny moment oh yeah i just i don't i haven't like gone back to it like if it were on one of the streaming things right now i'd mm-hmm. i'd put it on but yeah it's not i haven't seen it on anything i have no streaming things so i have no idea but uh <laughs> that is a damn shame if it's not uh because this movie is a fucking classic and it should be taken by Hulu and Amazon and Disney Plus, even though it's not a Disney film. <laughs> These are my opinions. Uh, Nick, how do you feel about spoofs? I, I like spoofs. I mean, Mel Brooks is one of my heroes. Oh, yes. He's so good. Uh, I love Airplane. It's a classic. Uh, There's a lot of Zucker Brothers films that I really enjoy. Uh, on it. Like, I like. I even love Basketball, though it's rather dated now with some I of forgot the humor. That, I forgot that they did that one. Oh, my uh, God. Naked Gun course um they did basketball yeah they also they've done they've done a ton of stuff oh i feel like i assumed the south park guys did basketball because they uh, were in it so they took that because they thought south park was going to get canceled and that's why it's the like one of the few movies they did so it was the first season of south park and they're like we're gonna get canceled let's do this movie offer we have Mm -hmm. they might have done like rewrites on it i'm sure but yeah it's a zucker brothers film or maybe just david zucker oh okay sure oh yeah that got a little fragmenty definitely at some point they would do things and other people wouldn't yeah um but yeah zucker brothers did good work spoofs were good oh um uh let's see like the top gun spoof was amazing right oh hot shots and hot shots part two so good yeah those i saw as well those are beautiful this is why i don't know how i missed this one and i also, but I, and i hate bad spoofs Ooh, but i know the God. 80s were full of great ones yeah the 80s were full it was like a golden era of spoofs and then like the 90s came and they ignored spoofs and then 2000s was a scary movie right yeah, which, like, I remember seeing the first two in theaters, and then from there on, I don't know why I kept watching them, but I hate three through whatever. That's because like, those were bad. Superhero movie, all, st- all that stuff that Craig Mazin wrote. Oh, God. Shout out to the Script Notes podcast, John <laughs> August and Craig Mazin. But, God, those are, God, I hate those movies. They're so bad, but they're, they're so bad for a reason. They're so bad for several reasons. They felt like they were a lot of um, uh, references instead of a story, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hated it where it was like, this is Britney Spears as opposed to this is a joke involving her. Yeah, it's a you scatter out. Yeah, but that's why I'm so glad that you didn't see one of these 80s spoofs because it means that you have it ahead of you. I'm kind of jealous. That's exciting. I may have a couple of those. Like, I never saw Spaceballs because I never saw Star Wars. So I was like, I don't think it'll, like, connect for me. I just rewatched Spaceballs, too. I'm always watching Mel Brooks. I mean, Young Frankenstein is probably one of my... It's in my top ten. Nice. I think I saw it once, but I was more of a fan of, like, History of the World Part 1, things like... Which I definitely want to do on here. Mm. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, But, yeah. uh, So, let me talk for a second about... Uh, when I first saw this movie, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. When did you see it? Oh, my God. Okay, so Top Secret, I first saw on Comedy Central because it was one of those movies I showed all the time, which I know that you also watched a lot of those. Yeah, I would like Out Cold, I've seen 400 times, and I don't know why, and nobody else knows that film. That's so amazing. It was just always on Comedy Central. I remember seeing it. <laughs> it's a funny movie with a bad main storyline. Oh, I believe it. But all the jokes are great. You know, David Koechner and Zach Galifianakis oh, as the supporting roles. That makes sense. Yeah, Koechner's always, uh, he's always a uh, reliable funny guy mm-hmm. I, that's why i was so surprised that you hadn't seen this one before because they showed it so many times and i watched it i think all of those times i don't well you, you're you're what two years older than me i think so i'm 34 yeah oh, i'm 33 so we i might have we might have missed it by just like a year by that you know? much that small amount i yeah. think it's very possible when that's so funny when you go through that staying home and watching comedy central tv movies phase Ooh, you're yeah. only one year of your life <laughs> that, that only has so we we might have had different years doing that oh god i want to go along with that but god I, that was so much of my life <laughs> <laughs> um 
but I will say uh, that I watched it so many fucking times and I loved it. And then I didn't watch it for a long time and I lived my life and decades went by. Years passed. The trees grew. The the mountains got snow on them. Everything changed. And then at some point, uh, like a year or two ago, wait. <laughs> wait, the mountains didn't have snow on them? And then one day they did. All right, Jesus. I mean, I'm from Arizona, so the mountains almost never, well, that's a different story. Uh, but I watched it again uh, about two years ago, I believe, at UCB. Uh, Upright Citizens Brigade for people not in Los Angeles. Was it a required viewing? Uh, yes, it was a it was a at a show called Required Viewing, where uh, a guest celebrity would come and have you, or a guest funny person would have you watch a movie that they loved a lot. Who showed it? I can't remember. It wasn't Nick Kroll, but it was someone I liked a lot. I don't know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I so can't I'm still, remember. I'm still pretty bummed. I missed Zach Wood showing You Can Count on Me because I love you can count on me that's like one of my that's i don't like think i know that movie. movie oh it's laura linney mark ruffalo it's such a beautiful oh, i definitely don't know that movie beautiful dramedy um and then i watched keegan michael key show hero oh which i also love and oh. that was a really great experience because like he even he's such a sweet guy but he was like telling us like i'm gonna be crying during this movie just oh. so you all know oh that's and he talked nice. before and after and then he came and i cry through hero as well but yeah. then he gets up at the end and he's talking and he's just he's weeping talking about this film and it was so beautiful Aww. i think we were all just kind of crying i love it that's a good feeling when people care that much about something you can feel it you know mm-hmm. uh that might have been nick kroll who did who did <laughs> top do this one that sounds like a nick kroll yeah i don't think you'd want to go emotional like yeah like these other two comedians did i think you're right um i because i'm nick kroll <laughs> that's the best nick kroll the one of nick kroll's I'm sure if you do any voice, it's technically a Nick Kroll I mean, he's voice. done a lot of voices. It's true. Oh, God. Fabrice Fabrice was so good. Um, but, yeah, the only two that I saw for required viewing was um, the uh, Kung Fu Hustle and this one. Who showed Kung Fu Hustle? I don't remember. Come on, Cozy. It, here's the thing. It's it important w- to me to know it was, it was either Nick Kroll or the other person. <laughs> That's because I only saw it twice, See, remember? It's, an, it's <laughs> important to me to know what these people love as their film because I also love Kung Fu Hustle I think that's it's a, such a good movie yeah um, Stephen Chow is phenomenal he's so good at what he does oh he does such good work and he has such a great back catalog of things that I haven't seen and want to oh my god it's so exciting you gotta watch Shaolin Soccer no that's the one I started with okay, those okay. are the only two I saw and then I saw stuff after it gotcha but the cool shit from the old days oh man I don't have those um, but yeah we can look it up on Facebook and probably find that out which we won't do until later. That's right. We're going to spare you all. Uh, let's say for now that it was Nick Kroll. And so I went and watched it again. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's going to hold up. I haven't seen this in so long. I was laughing before the jokes happened. I was laughing so much before every gag happened. It was so fucking good to it's watch the again. Se- the setups, like, or because you remembered the punchline. Because I remember the punchline as I was like, watching. You're getting all giddy. Yes. That's, that's a fun feeling. It was comedies. the best. Oh. That's, that's the marking of like good comedy writing when you're like, here it comes. <laughs> Whoa, well, that's what this movie has. Perfect. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to tell you five reasons why I think, Nick, I think you should see this movie. Okie doke. Fantastic. Uh, reason number one has a lot to do with what we were talking about before, which is that spoofs are a lost art form. And that they're very important. And catching all of them when you can matters. Uh, Because right now, the only spoofs that I know of that are currently happening are, uh, uh, I guess this isn't even happening anymore, Children's Hospital, which I realized was an amazing spoof because it takes itself seriously. 
There's also uh, Angie Tribeca. That's the one. I haven't watched that, but I heard it's Same. very funny and very much like Police Story. Which Same. Is, you know, again. We need to watch that sometime because... Agreed. I heard it's... Yeah, because I just need to see more spoof-like things. The reason why spoofs don't happen anymore, I feel like that could be a whole other podcast, w- though. W- would you consider Wet Hot American Summer a spoof? I would say so. Summer camp movie yeah. spoof. like Even though summer camp movies were always comedies anyway, it's kind of... An odd thing to spoof, like Meatballs was always a comedy. Sure, but it's a different kind of comedy than how they spoofed it, right? Yeah. It's like the jokes weren't coming naturally from it. They were gags, so they were kind of laid on. And like the serious was played as its own kind of track. <laughs> yeah. It's like laying <laughs> very silly gags over a very serious track. That's what I, I like about what American Summer's how obscure it is that every time I watch it, there's like, I forget so much of the crazy Ooh. shit that happens because oh. it like it heightens in such crazy ways. It's because they throw on so many gags. Yeah. It's just you can't remember them all. Uh, I watched They Came Together, and I was upset yeah. because it didn't feel like it had a story. It was just gags. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but we're positivity on this podcast, so I'm not going to talk too much about They Came Together. Yeah. I laughed through it. That's good. I think I didn't prob- love it, but... Yeah, I think I also laughed through it and didn't love it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so reason number two is that this movie has an exciting story with surprising turns. Ooh. Yeah. See, I was like, this is a reason that's going to appeal to Nick. because You're he's learning. A, yeah, he's a story-driven gentleman. And I remember being very surprised and caring a lot about the characters in this movie and being like, oh, no. And then, oh, and things like that. You know, reactions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ha-ha. Yeah. I laughed. Oh, I, I cried. Oh, I had one of those and the other one. <laughs> yeah. So it was exciting. Did you ever have like a frown? Oh, I probably had a big frown at some point, but it was a motivated frown. Okay, so it wasn't like it wasn't I'm a frowning because this is bad. I'm no. frowning because the story has made me feel frowny. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can't believe that guy did that. Okay. Oh, what a scoundrel. All right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, because I definitely felt that during this. So I remember. You're, you're hooked in from start to finish because the story is still captivating despite the jokes? Yeah, I would say 100%. Like the jokes don't do anything to throw it because it has that sort of underpinning of seriousness they play it real like an airplane yeah that's what i love about airplane that's why it's such a good spoof is because their stakes are still there you still like oh my god he has to land this fucking plane yeah like still that's what makes it fun and it's not like we said earlier just a series of references oh god the worst yeah that's i i actually like this one more than airplane by a fair amount oh okay yeah uh this was after airplane though right because airplane 1981 something like that uh, that sounds right to me. I was going to look that up beforehand and didn't, but I that's partially because I was like, it feels older than this one. I want to say it was 80 now that I'm thinking about it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, the point I'm is it was, with years. that's okay, and I'll never remember any of them, except for my own, which is 1984 when I'm pretty this sure, came out. I'm pretty sure if we go back between every episode when I drop a year, I'm off by one or two years <laughs> every single time. It's very possible. Which is why I keep saying one or two years. I'll land on it eventually. I think we should have that as like a rule for the podcast, is that... If Nick mentions a year, it's always circa. Yeah. Nice. That <laughs> <laughs> feels right. I almost forgot the word circa, but I got it. What a feeling. So reason number three why I definitely think that you and everyone should see this movie is because it is a, uh, a classic 80s movie. And more specifically, Val Kilmer stands with Tom Hanks and John Cusack as fantastic 80s comedy leading men who are very important to me. They're charming. They're kind of every manny but they're also their own unique person. Like, I would never categorize Val Kilmer as uh, as an 80s John Cusack. You know, Cusack's neurotic, to, uh, but, um, uh, but Val Kilmer is charming, but they both have a charm to them. 
And like you said, you saw Real Genius. Real Genius was '80s Val Kilmer. Yeah. So it's it's not the same character, but it's still '80s, and it feels like '80s. It, I, yeah, I think it'd be nice to see where he begins too. I think Val Kilmer, you know, he's a great actor. Yeah. I mean, I know he's had troubles now, sure. lately recovering from, I think he had throat cancer. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I, I'm i down to see some class. I, I already was convinced from the start, which I know is a bummer because we're no. supposed to build up and wait. So I I'm going to say, I don't know. Tell me more. I'm not <laughs> sure you're getting me. Oh, this challenge. I can see it. <laughs> Amazing. Val uh, Kilmer, no thanks. Wow. He's what? Great at best? <laughs> When's he ever done something amazing? <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, real genius. I remember, how, how do you feel about uh, 80s uh, John Cusack and Tom Hanks? Do you feel what I'm feeling on these? Yeah, I'm not sure which Tom Hanks movies you're referring to, like Bachelor mm. Party. Yeah, I, like Bachelor I hate Party that style. Yeah, which like uh, I, on future rewatch, I'm sure I would too. But in the past, I remember, I remember liking him a lot in it. He yeah, was so charming. I mean, uh, I mean, I love the burbs. I don't know if that's still the 80s. I love Better Off Dead. From Better John Off Keenan. Dead is so exactly what I'm talking he about. He hates that movie. That's okay. Which he, is a bummer. I hate that. He's so. It's such a good movie. He can't ever hate that movie. Would you, would you consider that a spoof too? I would say that... Because that's such an odd comedy. I, oh God. It I does feel like a... On some level it does, right? But it also... It's not sort of kicked off that genre of ski movies, though. I don't think there were already ski movies too spoof, were there? No, if not there were, many. I never saw any. Yeah, and like the re- they played it. The funny things in it were weird, but they weren't the same as spoof weird. Maybe. Yeah, it was. Uh, God, I don't want to say non sequitur style humor because that's not no. quite what it no, is. No, because either. it it's did like, come um, out of it, but there was absurdist moments. Yeah, there absurdist. There we go. Yeah, like when she boiled the bacon and stuff like that. It's like, that's a crazy choice that no one would do, but it's funny because it's like weird food. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's not like spoof gags, but it's gags that land over a serious underpinning. Yeah, it's like they're happening while the movie's happening, but they're not quite connected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to reality almost. Yeah. God, I love Better Off Dead. It's one of my favorites. It's a good one. God, it's so good. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean exactly is like 80s John Cusack from that and say anything and like the sure thing and all these movies where it's like, okay, we have him as the charming everyman. And like Hanks was that analog and Val Kilmer was that analog for real genius. And this one, oh, I love it. Uh, okay. So reason number four, there is a guest appearance, which I'm sure you already know from Peter Cushing, who is apparently a Star Wars person. He is a Star Wars person. He plays Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh, he's, you know, a legendary deceased British actor. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me like I'm a crazy person because you haven't seen Star Wars. No, no, I'm is... laughing because I remember seeing this name when I was doing the research for this. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but Nick probably does. Yeah, he's <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin, man. I mean, they just resurrected him for Star Wars Rogue One. They, they used uh, the same um, mask from this. What? They used the face model that they made for this movie as a way to resurrect him in this. What do you mean? Uh, according to IMDb, um, okay, so they made a weird face mask for him in this movie uh, because of something I don't want to spoil. Okay. Um, it was like a flesh face thing. And the, what IMDb says is that they found that um, that mold and they used that to recreate him for one of the Star Wars Rogue movies. One? No, no. That, they, that must be like one of those IMDb One of those facts. fakies? Yeah. How many thumbs did it have up or down? Uh, I don't think it was a thumb situation. It was like an official thing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. They used motion capture for, and then digitally recreated his face. Well, in, I would imagine that 
maybe they partially use that as a base on some level. He, I, I mean, I you watch. I've seen the behind the scenes. Yeah. Of one where he's wearing like the motion captured dots. The actor who's playing yeah. him. And he's got the headgear. But maybe they did like that's how they found Something. his face to cap. I don't know. Who but knows? That'd honestly. be weird if they like found the mask from thirty years ago. And were like, here, put this on. That's what they. Something like that is what they were saying. It's very strange. Um. So yeah, who knows? Those trivia things on IMDb, you never know. Yeah, sometimes, uh, like, I'll, I'll repeat a bunch of them without... Yeah. I'm like, did you know? I read yeah, this on IMDb. Like, and we sometimes... don't know for real, yeah. But possibly. I bet if I could find it somewhere else, then I'd give it more credence. But Dude, I don't have it somewhere There's else. legitimately this guy on Twitter that just... um uh, He called out Luce and I for a tweet, because we were talking about how... Uh, there's this legend that Steven Spielberg directed Poltergeist during the Directors Guild strike, not uh, Toby Hooper, who's credited for it. And ooh. if you tweet that Spielberg directed it, this guy will find you and say, um, no, false. And like give you the, he's like, none of that. It's all speculation. And he's like very defensive of Poltergeist. So if you're at home, just try tweeting about Spielberg directing Poltergeist. He will find you. Ooh, if you're that guy, come on our podcast so I can make Please you really don't. angry. He, he, has a, he has like two followers and he's following like thousands of people. What are you, what are you doing? Doing, man <laughs> your life is dedicated to correcting people about yeah you know what you do you yeah people people who live their lives as correctors on the internet like i just want to piss them off all day long because <laughs> nothing matters <laughs> um but yeah anyway star wars guy is in this movie that's a nick reason yeah hell yeah <laughs> awesome uh and one and the fifth one uh, is like a cute little reason that I have. It's one of the few movies where even the end credits have a bunch of gags in them. Oh, I missed those. I think the last thing I saw do that was like Talladega Nights. Yeah. Which, ironically, is the only part of the film I was laughing hysterically at were the outtakes. That and, like, sounds right. Scene. I mean, that makes sense for that side, those guys. You know, the outtakes were great. Mm-hmm. But the other stuff, it's like, who knows? I just, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I'm yeah. I'm super picky with comedy, as I've said. Oh, that's fair. Absolutely. You know, comedies these days are not easy. They're not as good as they were in a lot of ways. Some of them are good. Some, a lot of them are big budgety and weird. Big spectrum. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's hard to find a, spec- a dot on that spectrum that works <laughs> these days. Yeah. I mean, God, even just matching. I think a big issue comedies have now is uh, filling it with star power. Oh, yeah. And those classic comedies didn't. I mean, this was Val Kilmer's first movie, yeah, right? Yeah. 100%. I mean, Airplane, Liam Neeson's once in Liam Neeson, Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Everyone's done that. You're you're so in there with everybody else. <laughs> uh, Qui Gon Jinn uh, in airplane, a Star Wars reference. That was a Star Wars reference. I, f- I kind of figured. I was like, plane engine? No, Qui Gon. No, I kind of recognize that. Also, it's not what Liam Neeson would be famous for anyway. <laughs> I mean, if anything, Taken or something. But, yeah, <laughs> Taken. And then I love referencing the Gray because it's not as well known, but it's Wolvie. I love the Gray. I never saw it, but it's Wolvie. God, I thought it was. <laughs> no, here's the weird thing, and I'm going to spoil. So spoilers for the Gray. <laughs> right now, this is just very important. This really pisses me. So everybody, Pete, you're flinching a little bit. Do you want to hear a quick Gray he, spoiler? He might have been flinching because my Are laugh you was right into the mic. So that wolf scene that they show in the trailer was to try to sell tickets. It's literally the last frame of the film. Amazing. And I'm like, when I saw the movie, I was like, holy shit, how d- dare they advertise this Whoa, way? Oh, that's crazy. That is insane. Like, yes, they're being hunted by wolves during the mm-hmm. film, but when he like does the bottle break, like yeah. the Wolverine claws and the wolves sure. are charging, that is how the movie ends. That's crazy. You don't even see the fight. They cut it there. Oh, Lord. So sorry about spoiling the gray. I gave you the warning. If you're just I love the movie. It's still like, it's a great poetic film. Sorry to cut you. No, that's just, okay. You're fine. The gray is wonderful. But. Uh, and if you're just tuning in now, uh, all the spoilers are done. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you all skipped ahead, uh, whatever amount of time that was. Yeah. How do... Well, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. It's movie magic. Uh, regardless, yes. Uh, 
so there are a lot of gags in the in the credits, which it's nice to see. It just warms your heart. Yeah, I don't know how I got on the gray and the <laughs> spoilers from that, but yeah. We know how to connect dots. Fluse is not here to keep me on track. That's fair. We're all we all have to keep ourselves on track. It's hard. We do what we can. Um but oh, those are my reasons. And Nick, are you convinced? No. What? I'm just kidding. Out of yeah, nowhere. Of I wanted, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> my I'm jaw da- just dropped. <laughs> That was one of my favorite what I've ever I've ever heard. Thank That's you. for sure. That was it was a very earnest and what? <laughs> but yeah, no, I've wanted to see this for a long time. Which is uh, I I wish I could have faked <laughs> like like no, I don't like spoofs. Val Kilmer's terrible. Yeah. I wish though I'm sure if there are people out there that are like anti Val Kilmer, <laughs> which is you know shame on you. Yeah, no, those people are the devil, uh, and they don't deserve to be trusted. Mm. <laughs> uh and yeah it's been a, it's hard to find a good spoof so i i'm surprised i haven't seen it shocked even oh well i'm excited for you the fact that you have that in your future is a very exciting feeling <laughs> Ooh. uh so uh now my next question for you do yeah. you have any recommendations oh like stuff i watched this week or something heck yeah or just things that you want to recommend in general um let's see i so this is nerdy but i've been watching star wars rebels on <laughs> disney plus yeah, I know. I love Star Wars. It's a, and it's an animated show. It's a show for kids. It's like TVY7. And I was like, I'm going to try this out. I'm a 33-year-old man who loves Star Wars. I'm just going to give this a go. It's actually really great. It's a really good show. Uh, I do often text my friends during it and ask them if I'm a man-child for binging this. But um, they say yes. Uh, but you don't have to feel that way. You don't have to be like me. I think nostalgia is an interesting thing these days. It's a little tougher to pin down. Well, this is like this is a new show to me. Like, and it is a fairly new show. I think it started in two thousand fourteen. Oh, sure. And uh, it's like filling in a lot of cool gaps in the Star Wars lore. And I'm yeah. kind of that's my current obsession until the new one comes out. And that's like when I Game of Thrones was on. I was obsessed with the lore and the history. <laughs> I know more about these fictional worlds than our own world. I have a problem. No, we all do. <laughs> if you're listening. We all have that problem. You you have a problem. Yeah, if listener. you're listening to a film podcast, then you get it. Yeah, instead of watching a movie, like what are you doing? Turn this off and just go watch something. Ooh, Ooh I well, shouldn't say that. No, listen to us. Do do both <laughs> at the same time. Both of these are good choices. Yeah, yeah. Sync up our episodes with the movie you're watching. Listen oh. to this Ooh. and then immediately watch it afterwards. And there put on go. some Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke a joint. Smoke a big old J. Put on that. What's the name of that album? Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on backwards and it'll sync up to this episode. Yes, it will. If you speed it up, though. It's got to speed up. Do the timestamp. I feel like maybe it'll be like Dark Side of Tatooine. Is that a moon? Did I do a reference? No, it's a planet. Oh, I tried. I really tried. Is there a moon in Star Wars? There are lots of moons in Star Wars. I just, I just didn't name it. Okay, that's on me. Pete is... Oh, my God. Okay, Pete just gave me a... Sp- uh, Endor. Uh, Endor. Okay, so... I could have done that smoother, but... Uh, the moon of Endor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Dark Side of Endor. Oh, thank you, Pete. Nailed it. You got it. He's going in so, for the high five. Oh, and I almost lost that one, too. I'm legendary for missing people's high fives. He's like, yeah, the, if you, you could look it up. You could Google that, everybody. You could Google that fact. Oh, these are good bits. All right, so uh, my recommendation uh, is because this is the first episode of January. We're in 2020, and thank you for joining us. I'm excited. I sh- I'm also acting like I'm saying this at the beginning of the episode, but it's right now with recommendations. Uh, because it's the first episode of 2020, right? Y- yeah. You. What are you looking at me for confirmation for? I don't know. For a second, you looked like you weren't sure. Yeah, Because uh, <laughs> I, I, we're 
we're recording this in 2019, and <laughs> I got lo- and I got lost thinking about the future. <laughs> That's and I was fair. Like, God, I hope 2020 is a better year. God, the future's big and scary, isn't it? <laughs> but little... here's the thing: we're in it right now, and we've <gasps> no! all survived. Oh no! God, 2020 is so different. Uh, so my recommendation is to do what I do every single year, which is write a giant list of to do, like a big to do list um, for the for your entire year. Um, and so what I do is I set it into personal goals. Uh, practical goals and professional goals and uh, then I write a bunch of those out and I parcel out about three or four of them per month and if I don't get to them that's okay too but it's nice to have a to-do list to knock stuff out you save them all and at the end all the things you did you get to say hey this year passed a little bit slower because I knocked out things from my to-do list and these are the things I accomplished that's interesting um I'm afraid to put that kind of pressure on myself. Here's I know you said it's okay if you don't no get to them. No pressure, yes. But not, not my personality type. I'm like, I'll be, I'll stick. If I have a to-do list, I get it done. Oh. So if I put that kind of pressure on myself, will I succeed or will I lose my mind? Oh, you'll definitely, I don't think that the list is necessarily designed to succeed. It's so. like everybody I know with a vision board yeah. is actually moderately doing well. Yeah. <laughs> everybody I've met is like, this is my vision board. A year later, they get staffed on a show and I'm like, Wow, that was on your vision board, huh? They're Damn. Like, yeah. like, well, maybe I should get a vision board. That's not but- a bad move. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, none of these things are bad calls. I love having a goal list, especially because I'm just like, oh, hey, I did National Novel Writing Month again this year, and I felt good about it. NaNoWriMo? Hell yes. Ooh, and NaSkeRimo, National Sketch Writing Month in September. Ooh. Yeah, 30 sketches in 30 days. Oh, but speaking of... 30 sketches in 30 days. No, I don't have a Is segue this a good segue? Wait, what are you going into? Show me it, and I'll see if I can bag it. So you're going... Uh, it's a very bad segue. Ah, Cozy <laughs> does some sketch shows. Oh, we're not even there yet. Oh, you showed me the wrong part. That's okay. That's on me. Have you seen Top Secret out there? If you have, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram to let us know what you think of it. You can tell us what we need to see using the hashtag SeeThisPod on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, tell us how you felt about Top Secret. Nerd out with me. It's a good time. Yeah, let's watch it together if you haven't seen it. I'm down. Yes. I, I, I don't have a lot of friends. Watch it with Nick. Be his friend. Enjoy Top Secret together. I, I, I only do this podcast just so I can hang out with, with Cozy and Luce. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Me too. <laughs> but also Pete, because everyone's cool to hang with. Pete's pretty great. Yeah, it's very true. Um, also... It's time for plugs. Nick, where can people find you? On Twitter at NickJS. Nice. You can come see me at my comedy shows Crash This Party, Scene Kids Punk House Party, Dub Set, and Blackout Drunk in Los Angeles, California. Fly here if you don't live here. Special thanks to our audio engineer, Pete Burns, for giving me Endor. I appreciate that very much. And before that, uh, we have five-star reviews. We're going to read one. Yeah, oh, I'm going to pull it up right now. I almost forgot about this. Yeah, me too. I 100% new, forgot about it. new five-star reviews in since last we recorded. And before we read it, from us. I'm going to say thank you. Yeah, While yeah. he pulls it up, I'm going to say thank you so much. And if you're not if you're not um, five-star reviewing us, fix that and five-star review us, please. And subscribing is also cool. And rating us is the five-star thing I just said. So send us some reviews if you would like. Yeah, here's one from Super Dasher 92 it says, super fun movie reviews. What a fun way to convince us all to watch movies we haven't seen. Luce, Cozy, and Nick are all wonderful hosts. I enjoy their back and forth. And I love that their reviews are spoiler free. What a great show. Oh. I was convinced to watch Dark City, but I'm worried it might make me want to make out with Nick. <laughs> hmm. Well, whatever. A plus new show. Oh. It, uh, it, might, it might make you want to make out with me. It's just 
the risk you gotta take to I'm, watch a great film. That's also the reason I've never watched it. <laughs> Even before we met, <laughs> I had that fear. <laughs> he knew. I just somehow I knew. Um, but yeah, if you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the air. So that's been our show, and thank you all so much for listening to You Need to See This! Yeah, it is a hospital, my general. What is the condition of Sergeant Kruger? Yes, I see. Well, let me know if there's any change in his condition.